You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. to the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life wherever you are today and however you are listening to they call me mr you the podcast thank you once again for making us a part of your morning your day and your week we're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world you can find us on facebook instagram youtube and of course the twitter download subscribe to our show like and share us we appreciate your support go change the world you know we've been talking a lot about this in recent weeks uh but the issue of mental health is still uh, a prevalent concern for me personally, as well as for my friends and family, our followers on social media. I'm hearing about it so much more than I normally have, or maybe perhaps I didn't pay enough attention to it while it was going on. Not really sure about that, but I'm hearing about it so much. I know that on Monday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. EST, we talk a lot of sports, which is fine. It's an aspect of my life. It's part of my background. I love it. It's all good. But these are the things that really get close to my heart because at the end of the day, I care about people. I care about families. And I definitely want to make a mark in those areas and be supportive in those areas as well. So this episode is really about mental health. Uh, <clears throat> I got some friends that even somebody that's, that's have left us and they were challenged with that for a long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, I tell a story multiple times. I think every season is at least one episode where I discuss my grandmother uh, she had an issue with that for a long time before she passed away. Uh, she was the epitome of a giver, probably the most generous person I ever met in my entire life. Uh, I like to believe that I get my sense of generosity from her. Every year, every day, every week, every month that I've ever seen and known my grandmother, she was a giver. She was always a servant to her heart, giving her very best. Her profession was essentially uh, a housekeeper. She cleaned houses for some very affluent people and some folks that were able to afford her services. But she did that for a long time. And then she was struck with Alzheimer's and dementia, and it began to eat away at her mind. And before you know it, she didn't remember who her only grandson was. I had to introduce myself to her every time I saw her, you know, and it was a hard thing, but I realized that mental health is a lot of things and I realized what it's not. 
whenever I'm, especially in my areas of social media and the network working that I do there, I realize that people talk about mental health like it's a catchphrase. They don't realize that it has a real impact on real people with real consequences and real impact. And I realize that more now than ever. And it's giving me pause. It's giving me pause about the way that I maybe talk and connect with people. It's giving me a pause about how I deal with situations. It could be even something as simple as driving down a road and people cutting you off. It gives me pause about how I deal with that, how I understand the other person or try to understand the other person a little bit better than I have been doing. I harken back to my grandmother because it was such an ugly disease to see her mind go in different places and begin to lose all your faculties. It's a horrible way to go out. I'm sure there's worse ways you could think of without getting too gory on the show, but it's a horrible way to go out. And it's making me really think, it's giving me a lot of pause. I'm really thinking about things a lot differently when I think about this topic. I got friends that I'm in business with, friends that I'm connected with that actually have some similar issues. They're challenged with their mental health. They have to guard and protect it in a real way because it's a real thing. Some stuff is potentially hereditary, passed on from generation to generation. Some is uh, work-related issues that have been kind of blown up. Family, people dealing with divorces and family tension, fighting over land and money and over... uh, all the things that happen when somebody passes away and, and, and inherits inherits uh, money and property and that kind of thing. It's just a lot of things that can contribute to uh, positive or negative mental health. <clears throat> but what is mental health? What is it not? I think some of the signs that we can look at are, are if you're dealing with depression, being anxious or worried, excuse me, <coughs> Having emotional outbursts, ups and downs with your weight, weight loss and appetite uh, fluctuations, withdrawal from people where you're normally a social person, you want to be at events, you want to be in organizations, but now you're kind of shied away from it. <clears throat> Substance abuse. I mean, there's so many areas where we can see signs of mental health. You know, even in the realm of social media. I hear people talk about it so much, but again, they use it kind of casually. They talk about it like, you know, you're stressing them out if you talk about their team in the wrong way, or if you make a mention of a particular movie star that they consider their favorite, or a musician that you think, that they think is the greatest of all time, and you have a disparaging remark, somehow that comment affects their mental health. I feel like that's different than what we're talking about. <clears throat> Maybe you don't agree, but I think that's different than what we're talking about. I feel like this is a uh, a different topic, but it's something that we definitely have to guard against. I mean, we know that we can even see it somewhere in Scripture. First uh, Peter five and seven tells us, "Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you." That's coming from the aspect of a loving father. That's the perspective of someone who loved their child. And the Lord is saying, "Cast your anxiety on Him." He had the shoulders to handle it. Cast it on him. Let him deal with this weight that you shouldn't have to carry. And whatever the problem is, whatever the issue is, he'll help you through it. It's a hard concept for the non-believer. I totally understand that. If you have anybody in your life that, you know, is a support system, 
you kind of see a variation there of it. It's kind of an a different example, but an exa- example nonetheless of what can, what you do with when you have a, a issue or a challenge like this, how you handle it, how you deal with it. <clears throat> As I believe, I cast my anxieties on the Lord because I know He can handle it, and I shouldn't be trying to fix situation A, B, or C. It may not be for me to try to fix it, and when I try to fix it, I'm carrying anxiety I shouldn't be carrying. And what's happening is the anxiety is stealing my peace. It's stealing my ability to rest, even sleep at night, to connect with other people and grow as a person. It's stealing my opportunity to do that. (coughs) Excuse me. Psalms 119 and 165 says, great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. I really believe this with all my heart and this is not, a so-called religious message. This is just something I just have learned over time that I've seen played out in my own life. <clears throat> that if I have the word of God as perspective, which in my opinion covers every topic that you could think of, every area of your life, everything you deal with is covered by the word of God. It has an answer for it. So it has instructions or wisdom about it. But I've always found solace in the word because, honestly, I can't find solace in the television set. I can't find solace in the radio. I can't find solace in how my football team, how my baseball team is doing. I can't find solace in friends that have the same kind of problem I have and probably are handling even worse than I am. But I can find peace in what's stable, what's consistent. What doesn't change based on perspective and ideas or feelings or emotions. And that's the word of God. <laughs> Matthew eleven twenty eight reminds us, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And you can find rest with me and I will give you rest. So even talking about sports, we see that a lot, but we don't really take into account the impact it has on people. I remember real vividly, this was one time, I, this was in the, most recent time that the, the, the Giants won the uh, Super Bowl that same year, they were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their first playoff game in Tampa. I was living there at the time. I think it was, oof, I want to say it was 2007. <laughs> Excuse me. I want to say 2007. But the, the vitriol in that stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans all – decked out in, in pewter and black. They were just yelling and screaming and just throwing things at uh, opposing fans, Giants fans in this case, shouting obscenities. I mean, veins popping in their head, man, just angry and incited, ready for violence. I mean, there were so many casualties. Well, I'll say casualties, but so many people who were carted out on stretchers and gurneys because of the fights, bleeding from the head and just all busted up because of a game that they weren't even playing in. <clears throat> talking about anxiety, talking about outbursts and emotional outrage and, and reactions. All this was not great for mental health. If I do say so myself, there were things that were shot at my wife and I that I was having some concerns about myself and my reaction, what I was thinking about doing, what I had planned to do. I really, really was concerned about that. 
But I realized that even on the field, people were dealing with mental health issues. There's a poll that says 35% of elite athletes suffer from some kind of crisis or disorder surrounding mental health. Doesn't sound like it's a lot, but it's a lot. 35% of elite athletes, that's a lot. That's a big number. And they did deal with all kinds of pressures that we'd never understand. Whether it be the media spotlight, pressure from family, finances, performance on the field, whether I'm going to get cut or not, whether I can maintain my home and my lifestyle for my family, whether I'm getting starting pay and getting a new contract, or I'm I'm a backup with minimal means. There's so many things that they deal with that we just fail to understand. But I'm bringing all this up just to make one central point that I really want you to get. If you don't get anything else out of this, I want you to get this part, okay? I can give you scriptures and tell you about what it means to address mental health and not to share more stories about friends and family who dealt with that. But I just want you to understand this part. I really believe this with all my heart. I know some things people feel is hereditary. You can't solve it. You can't fix it. And they've accepted it as it is what it is. And they don't even fight against it anymore. They just take medication and just suppress it and just deal with it. I'm not judging people who have taken that approach to it. I'm just saying I don't think it's it's the only approach. Even little babies. It's amazing to me. I, I never understood this part. Maybe you guys that are are in the psychology field or you are pretty skilled with parenting and have degrees and such. Maybe you can explain it to me. Love for you to jump on our comments and kind of give us a a clue into what that means. But it's amazing to me how babies, one of their first words, besides mama and daddy, is no. I'm not sure they even hear it from their parents. I'm not sure that they watch that from television, they're infants. How do they learn the word no? It's amazing how they know that word instinctively. Like it comes out of them. They're not being taught that word per se. They just know that if something's being offered to them that they don't want or something's being taken away that they don't want to have taken away, instinctively, they know how to say no. Babies know that, but it seems like adults have forgotten how to say no. We're very accepting of things that are not good for us, that are not in alignment with our value system. And we say yes to it almost in a way of complying rather than saying no. And when it comes to mental health, I wonder this. Is the pressure that is associated with mental health coming from what people add to your life? Or do we add it and accept it ourselves? Or it's a little bit of both. I'll ask that question again for those in the back. The pressures that are associated with mental health. Is it coming from what people add to our life that we can't control? Or do we add it ourselves arbitrarily or do we accept it when somebody tries to add it to our life or or pile that into our existence? Do we accept it or is it a little bit of both? Love to hear your thoughts on that. I think mental health is a real situation. It's nothing to joke around about. It's nothing to play with. People are losing their lives because of it. I definitely think that we have options in this area and it's not all out of our control. <clears throat> and I'll say this, man. I don't know how you seek mental health. Some folks go on vacation 
Some turn off their phone and some go on retreats, which is a funny word. They go on retreats with no electronics. How do you solve it? How do you solve the mental health issue? I don't know, but I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're encouraged that today is not the last day. For many of us, there'll be a tomorrow. I pray that we use it well. I pray that we're excited and hopeful about what it can be. Mental health is real, y'all. It matters. And I really hope that you guys stay on course, stay on the mission. I know you read the scriptures that I read out to you. I hope they impact you. I hope you know that there is an option for where you can place all your anxiety. There is a place where you can find peace. There's a place where you can pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it, the Bible tells us. There's a place you can find rest if you're weary and burdened. Keep your heads up. Hope you guys are all doing well. Of course, you can reach out here in our live, in our live comment section or you can reach out on our social media platform. I'd love to hear from you guys, hear your thoughts. Love for you to share your mental health stories. I think it would be a, uh, an encouragement to a lot of people. If I can offer any insight and it makes sense to do so, I'd be happy to. But beside that, thank you again for joining us. Wherever you are today and however you are listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, we thank you again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. with your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the Twitter. Have a great day. Thanks again for joining us. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.